Hello, Billy Garrish here. Uh, Pillars of Community, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, um, for tuning in. I am stoked to be in a different locale because of my good friend, Chris Carter. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Carter Rocks here. Carter Rocks. What's up, buddy? Good to yeah, see you, man. Good to see you. Appreciate you having me on your show. Hey, man. We appreciate you uh, providing uh, such a cool setup. Um, so Absolutely. We, yeah, the fans yeah. need to see you, you know? I mean. I've been listening to the show. A lot of people say about radio, like, like a face they for radio, but I don't think I have a... No, I think I think I think we need cameras. Someday you too can. <laughs> My make mom it. always told me we need cameras, and I'm glad you're on the same page with mom because mom's always right. Um, so this studio is off the off the chain, off the, the hook, off the whatever. Sweet. Thank so you. this is what you're you're tricking this thing out. You've kind of set this thing up. You've been in. So Chris Carter, Carter Rocks. Give a little bit of background. Worked in media per, most of your life, correct? Pretty much all of my professional career. There was a short time, and I'll say this because this is a local show, Yes, where I worked in Bethesda for Marriott headquarters. That was my first job out of school. My mother, uh, who passed away last year, unfortunately, she was there for 20 years. She got my job. I had a hookup, yeah, yeah. and I'm working there. So it was a great, after you graduate college, like a great first job. Mm-hmm. Like People want to see somebody 22, 23 with like you know, a resume builder. Uh-huh. And then I ended up working at MTV like uh, six months later. MTV. <laughs> and MTV was, was like a thing. Music <laughs> videos, <laughs> glycerine. Can you believe that? Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Bush, Stone Temple Pilots. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I used to like, you know, like look, wait for those, like the countdown. What were the name of the programs? You would know. The What's biggest like, one that MTV yeah. had was a show I worked on called Single TRL. Out. Yeah. Total request live. Yeah. I was too late to, to meet Jenny out. McCarthy. Because that, believe me, every boy that was their entire life, could we meet Jenny McCarthy? Yeah. Where is she? Yeah. TRL was the countdown show with right. Carson Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were on that. Total request live. You're basically like a huge rock star. You know, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, Snoop Dogg. It was like a schizophrenic show of music. It really was. Video Kill the Radio Star. Yeah. And then that one, the first one of <laughs> first all time. First music video, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you like MT? So Marriott and MTV, right? So hotels and then the entertainment industry. Not yeah. the same animal, but very close. And Interesting. Uh, the way people party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Both like pe- people business. So, like you know, they're in the, they're in the, the fun business. I I talked with a um, friend of mine who is a GM of Columbia Country Club. We're like to go. Very nice place. And thank you. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we're in the, I don't know if he's called it the fun business, but he's like, people come to there, Columbia, or watch MTV or come to a hotel to relax, to unwind, to have a ball. And it's fun being around that. It's like a, you got to be happy and up. See, I got to tell you straight up, like, yes. I'm more of a Chevy Chase country club type of guy. Okay. How's that for all you 1% haters out there? <laughs> you know, being from this area, you'd usually have a friend that had a membership or knew somebody. So that's correct. Out of all of the country clubs around this area, that's the only one I've really gone to. A good friend of mine, Pete Dorsey, got married there a few years back. Gorgeous wedding. These are really nice places. You want to be around your friends. And, and, you know, private golf is really nice, too. I don't play, but, I mean, just being able to Just sometimes just, get look, a time. just looking at it. <laughs> right. Just, just look at that course. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't cost you what? Like, how much is a round of golf these days? I mean, I mean, if you're going to go to a public course, I mean, a hundred bucks. But what if you want to get a but if, but if you're at But if you're a member at a club, private club, it's kind of like built into the membership yeah, idea. It's in your membership. So you don't have to think but you about go in there, you get a cheeseburger, and it's like seven fifty, which is right. pretty good. Which is good. Which is a good number. And a beer. You get a cocktail, it's five fifty. Yep. It's a, that's a good. It's a good number relative to our area, you know. But then you got to buck up in the beginning. You got to buck up a, a nice, nice chunk of cash to you know to get in, man. Mm-hmm. The buy-in is big. You know what I was telling mm-hmm. somebody about uh, this area the <laughs> other day? A lot of people don't realize because when you're from here, you just always think like all the houses across America are like just pretty damn expensive. Mm-hmm. The houses around here have five times the national value, right? And real estate right now is absolutely on fire. Ridiculous. My friend's company, Eastern Title and Settlement, I mean, they've been cutting deals. Deals are flying off the shelf. People are buying houses like left and right. right yeah. It's just crazy. They're getting, in Chevy Chase, they're getting 100000 over asking, like nothing. Yeah. 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 Why is that, do you think? There's a shortage. There's shortage, a shortage of homes. Mm-hmm. It's a seller's well, what, what market. I, 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 I agree. Well, we're... we're what do you think started it? You think it's COVID? 
I think it's COVID related. I think it's also technology related. A lot of these people have figured out that to sacrifice the quality of life to make the money, technology sort of enabled these, you know, nuclear families to sort of move away, but yet remain connected to like the federal government or maybe a political campaign or, I mean, heck, even like CNN, where I used to work for a long time, their people were writing, switching shows. You know, you see this right here. Imagine that on like a big time scale mm -hmm. from their houses, mm -hmm. you know, because we live in a, you, you know, talk about area, just, you talk about this, this past year or you talk yeah. about, or talk about when you worked there. Pre when, I, when I worked there a, a long time studio. ago, it was, you had to go to the you, studio you come on in. every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was Wolf Blitzer's stage manager in the situation room. Yeah. So we would, you know, have our set completely dialed and I would still spend an hour getting ready. It's like, you know, warming up. All right. Who's coming in late again, Kenny, or, you know, <laughs> get off your phone, you know, there, Jenny. But so you were the great show. So the stage master. I was this floor director, floor director, stage manager. Right. So you are, you were the, the general, the, right. floor, the floor general. You're kind of like the director's voice on the floor. You really are. You're so kind of the number one guy that Wolf would go to and be like, what's going on? This is not correct. Yeah. Except know? usually Wolf would be like, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> you do exactly what he is. Saying. He, he knows he is, right. his situation room, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. you know, at that time we were also doing <laughs> you know, two King. hours. Yeah, we but, were doing three hours back then. Jesus, three to six. That shows, that shows one of the longest running shows on cable right now. And it's because it's because of Wolf Blitzer, you know, yeah. he's a, he's an international superstar. Oh yeah. And then there was a time where it would be like, what about do name? Wolf Blitzer, Wolf, Wolf Blitzer, and then take a dinner break and then go do Larry King later that evening. Talk about you got you. Yeah. So Larry King would, Larry King was the first guy that had this remote working thing down. Yeah. So his entire show, the staff, the production crew was all based out of Washington, DC, uh -huh. but Larry see, well, he wanted to live in Beverly Hills. So there's like a really small bureau on the Sunset Strip. Uh -huh. And they would call it home running where the control room in D.C. would be controlling where he's sitting in Los Angeles. and Home running. Yeah. So it's the way they route the signals. So they could do that with really big stars like him because he had a set in every single bureau. Atlanta, New York, Washington, L.A., where it looked the same. Every time you yeah. went in, you know, the dots. Dark. Dark, yeah. right? And, you know, RIP to Larry King passed away this past year. I mean, he was also, he was great. For for a while there, I had, um, he was the voicemail on my phone when you called me. Holy smokes. So it was like, hello, you reached Chris. He's not here. Don't leave a message. He did it for you. He just did it when we were sitting at the table. Right <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, just like that. Cue it up. Just do this for me. It'll take yeah. 10 seconds. And you know, usually you charge somebody probably like $50,000 to do that or yeah. something ridiculous. It's like the, the, the new thing now, Cameo. Yeah, it would be like, that would be, what's the highest person you've ever seen charge it on Cameo? I, I, what is it? That's a good question. I scrolled through the other day. Like Keith Urban is he of on like, there? Of like some B, I call B or C list celebrities. I didn't know many of them. Who's I think one I, I saw like Vince oh my God. on there from Motley Crue. You look like you had some drinks, man. Who's the, the, you the big cameo when you're drinking if you're a celebrity? <laughs> no. Hey, honey, let's make an extra seven hundred dollars. You know, in like ten minutes. The uh, okay. yeah, I agree. The, <laughs> the the old WWF star, the Big Khalid or something like that. Big Khalif. You know what I'm talking about? Like I don't know. like There's like so many of them. seven four huge dude. He was on there. I do a cameo for like director, 50 bucks. Sir, maybe you know who Big Khalif is? Great Khalif. The Great Khalif. Thank you. Give it up to Serge back yeah. there switching yep. the show. Yep. We'll get a camera on him soon enough. But yeah, so, making it work. So how much was his? I think 50. Like, That's it? 50? So yeah. nothing, he's like really gone big. Like, I hey. mean, if, if you're trying to get like, I don't know. I don't know if LeBron James is on there yet or not. Um, or if some people pronounce him. <laughs> Le LeBron. <laughs> Um, but like, I don't know, some of those, they're, they're the real, the real stars aren't doing the freaking cameos because right. they're, they're too busy too being, being too the, the, the main picture. They're not a cameo. They're the real, they're the lead actor. You know what I'm saying? They are. So to speak, you, you follow. He's the face of the NBA. So, you know, uh -huh. I wouldn't do that either. No. How much I mean, do you think like a Tom Brady cameo? <laughs> I wouldn't go less than 10,000 for 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, hey, make Giselle. It, make it worth it. Giselle. You, but what if you could request it? Like, you know, for your wife's 50th birthday, you go, honey, I've got you the cameo with Tom Brady. 
he's in the bathtub drinking champagne. <laughs> That's what 10,000 will get. He'd probably be in the bathtub drinking <laughs> like the- almond milk. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, well, we've heard about that guy. Uh, you know, you're an ex-athlete. I want to ask you yes, a little sir. bit about it. Yes, please. Tell me about your time playing Duke lacrosse, man. Let me tell you, people. This is big <laughs> time D1 lacrosse here. I played lacrosse in high school and college, but the level that you played, wow, amazing. Do you see anybody out there right now during the season, like <clears throat> Maryland, that's going to win the title? <laughs> that you think kind of stands I mean, out? Maryland's number one. Are they ranked number one? They're number one. Yeah, okay. They're, they're, I think they're, un, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. I think they've been almost undefeated. been, almost been, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, number one the whole season. And they've got that. <coughs> I, haven't, I haven't given up that spot. I mean, they're as good as, as it gets, obviously, because they're number one. ACC is stacked, you know. Um, Virginia, UNC, uh, Syracuse, Notre Dame. What's that other school at four letter word starts at Duke? <laughs> there are four letter word. It's like one of the, it's like one of those you know in the NFL. Um, help me out. If it, one of those uh, divisions that just like they beat each other up, they beat each other up, and they get in the playoffs, and then like sometimes they'll win it all, but sometimes they're too banged up, and they won't do it. They won't. You know what I'm saying? Because they're they're the top four teams battling, battling, battling. But it's all it's fun. It's fun to watch. We're in the thick of it. Um, Duke plays Notre Dame Thursday night. Um, they, it's funny. You tune into like Big Ten Network. When we talked on the phone on Saturday, I was telling you Maryland's about to face off. Maryland was playing, I think, Ohio State or Penn State, maybe? Ohio State. Um, <clears throat> a former uh, uh, student of mine <clears throat> and player, um, uh, Teddy uh, Myers, Myers, Myers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um Myers, he's got like three brothers. Not Patrick, but anyway. He's a great player if he's on Number that team. Number two, yeah. playing attack, right. went to Gonzaga. Gonzaga, um, you know what's so crazy about the high and, school? And he was tearing it up, but they they ran into the the, the, the buzzsaw, which is the, the, the twerps or the terps? I remember, the terps. I remember when Gonzaga used to suck, man. I used to Total doormat. crap out of that team. Yeah, yeah. And now they're just like, you know, it's right, it's Georgetown prep. You know, you're all modern. Yeah. Gonzaga, Landon, who else? Bulls because they in there. Bull, Saint Albans. These good. are all good teams. Bulls is good now. Yeah, Bulls is good. I mean, Bulls was always like a hard game. My coach in the '90s was a guy named Lee Corrigan. So we had a really unique coaching setup. We had a really talented guy, knew the game, brought players up quickly into the mix. You know, mm-hmm. and we were Montgomery County champions. But it was public school. It was Watkins Mill. So it was a little bit different than the private league. You play in, which is like just loaded with guns, man. I mean, just the benches are deep. You know, I mean, every, everyone's good now. Yeah, uh, everyone's private, good. public included. Um, the guy, I'm sorry, Jack Myers. He's one of my Jack Myers all, playing all for, time uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> no, 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 playing Ohio State, State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, okay. But he was one of my all time favorite kids that I taught and everything. But um, anyway, well, what was good um, about this guy, Jack Myers? What was his, what was his deal? Uh, he was uh, he big. He fast? I was, I was still more talking about who he is. He's just a, ni- <laughs> a, nice, a nice, nice. I don't care about his personality. Nice, a nice I don't know if he's going to win the right. game. Give me his stats. <laughs> how much you, how much you bench? <laughs> Best in show. Um, I'm sure he's a phenomenal individual. If he's brought up in that system, you're not. He was a modern day. A, he was a modern day guy. The whole Myers, fa- whole Myers family you know. is sweet. I taught them yeah. all, coached them all, but um, but yeah, he was just a nice, nice kid. Interested, uh, funny, good sense of humor. That's right. You know who I know who played for Ohio State who actually lives in this area? You know who uh, Josh Funk is? Don't. So Josh Funk used to go to Poolsville, right, like back in the day, and he was player of the year, but he went to Ohio State when they were kind of coming up D1. Mm-hmm. His younger brother this year was the running back for Maryland, Jake Funk, just declared for the NFL draft. Oh, my. Jake Funk. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just, it's a, just a real banger of a go running Go Terps, bro. Did you go to Maryland? Nope. I went to Shenandoah University, a small school right over the mountains. I can't handle that Maryland stuff. You know, man. It's like a madhouse down there. <laughs> Terp, Terp, Terpville. Terp the Terps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd go to games down there. I felt like I went to school there, but at the same time, in, in that type of environment at my age, I'm just glad I graduated in four years. You know? 
<laughs> I mean, it was like yeah. a small school. My 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 school, Shenandoah University, was like it was like going to college in Dawson's Creek. You know, <laughs> I dated the same girl for like three years. Yeah, we'd go out and have like you know our friends by the bonfire, and you know we'd pull the pickup truck with the keg up. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, right out of the movies. You know, you can't uh, do that down in College Park. You know, you <laughs> start a fire. You know, right in the middle of the field down there, the cops are coming. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what you read about. You know, at Shannon Shenandoah University, small school versus big school. Mm-hmm. Right, you liked it though. Loved it. Had a great time. Made some How many great people? friends. Right now, I think it's up to it's whopping like four thousand. When right, I went there, it was right. about two thousand. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Small little place, but just for further enough over the mountains to get away from home. Right? Correct. So you couldn't like, you couldn't just run home without kind of making plans. You know, mm-hmm. about an hour and a half, <clears throat> sort of the cushion. You know, mm-hmm. some of these little whiners down there in College Park. Mom, can I come home and do my laundry? Like, I lost my card. You know, yeah. grow up. Laundry. Man. Your mom doesn't want you coming home and do laundry. <clears throat> laundry. You can't laundry. Not on your own. You shouldn't be in college. I mean, you're in the military is where you should be. <laughs> you, need, you need a little bit more than, you know, you've never done any service in the military. Have you? I have not. No, That's kind of one thing I always regretted. You know, yeah. I should have taken my degree. And I had a package with um, the Navy at one time for officer candidate school. And like, you know, at the time, you know, when you're like oh, yes. 26, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm over the hill. They're never going to let me in. And I remember, I, when, like, I remember when you were 26 or like, you get your late twenties or mm, like, mm-mm. I mean, I feel old. I mean, right. I, I mean, I did five years at Duke, right? So I graduated at like twenty three, and I was like, you I felt like you're such the old, old man. You know, just, <laughs> I'd like, your, I would like your cane out and walk around. I would around like come campus. out of the locker room and come in the locker room, and like kind of like stiff, like <laughs> maybe half stiff, but also just kind of like faking stiff because I'm like. I like bought into this old, this old man sort of uh, label you or whatever. Sympathy. You wanted yeah. the chick sympathy is what you want. <laughs> I was more going for just the, the, the wise 23-year-old sage. <laughs> it's like the big Lebowski in college. Yeah, I don't think you're off. Bro. <laughs> but, uh, Love it. Yeah. You're, you mean, you've always, so in media, media you've been behind the camera. Both. Most all the time. I was actually a national correspondent for One American News in my Mm -hmm. last big network job. I say big network, you know, this is a very small network out of San Diego. My behind the scenes work was more involved with technical operations at CNN, where I was there for a decade. And then I started out at MTV. So it was like, you know, I went from MTV to CNN before they had lost their minds. And then on to One American News. So, you know, now I'm kind of running my own business, always evolving media, and we're branching out into all different types of things like real estate influencers, these type of people that are selling houses. You know, like uh, I was in a very nice uh, $13 million mansion in Chevy Chase the other day. They got dropped down to $11 million, bottom, bottom bargain price. <laughs> They're giving that thing away. Jeez, peasy. That goes counter to like the housing market we're talking about. Well, it was two gentlemen right there off Connecticut and Fessenden. You know Mm -hmm. what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a really nice house for sale back there. Only $11 million. (laughs) Dropped from 13 to 11. Indoor, underground, garage, pool. It was one of the nicest houses I've ever been in. Absolutely crazy. I love, man. I love love our area. I grew up here. You know, I grew up Bethesda Chevy Chase. Um, I more and more enjoy... um, being outside of the noise. Just outside of the belt. Standing outside of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh coming up you come up here. I love I, I love getting on two seventy and driving. Like I went and got my Johnson and Johnson shot the day before they came out with this blood clot uh, this know? blood clot news. <laughs> like they know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and driving up two seventy an hour up to Hagerstown. It's a beautiful drive. Hager's Tucky. Okay, now that Hagerstown. place. Hagerstown, my spine. When you said that, <clears throat> I lived in Hagerstown for a little while. Yeah. I'd taken a job at a small newspaper, and it was an absolute disaster. People, let me uh, explain to you out there, all the younger people who might be considering moves in your careers, investigate how many people have had that job before you took that job. Like how high the turnover rate is, because sometimes 
people will set you up for failure. And it's not fair, but it happens professionally where they just say, we can get anybody. This is a media job. You know, well, you don't want to go into a toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. Like I had a really bad boss. Yeah. She was an awful lady. She got arrested for forging documents and all this just yeah. like nefarious activity. Yeah. You know, stealing people's passwords yeah. on the office machines because she put spyware on them and like all this nutty stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't go see the Trump. band, the Reagan years. If uh, you ever have the chance, you might want to skip that one. The Reagan years. <laughs> you know who they are? Oh, there was a cover I band? I heard she, she went from uh, working as a news journalist to a uh, backup singer in a band. But uh, Holy we won't have to uh, mention any specific names. <laughs> You're up there for how long? I lasted about three months before I had it out with this woman. That's <laughs> like a re it's like a relationship. It's we like, got right. It's better to know early on that the, the, the chick's crazy or the. You know, I, I would drive to Hagerstown is. on my way to Deep Creek Lake. And I remember that was like the halfway point. Okay. You know, like Hagerstucky. Hagerstucky. Before you get into Cumberland. That's what we call Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Right, right. You know, well, it's just right up the street. You, know? <clears throat> you can't really go much further north without being in Whitetail, which then you're in Pennsylvania. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Do you do a lot of skiing? <clears throat> No. Yeah, because I'm not a skier either. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm mm -hmm. a beach guy. I mean, I would, I, I like, I mean, I, so Debbie, my fiance, she has four kids. Okay. And I don't know if I, I told you that over the phone or not, but um, I love be, getting into this sort of like father, stepfather role with them. More, more like kind of like a mentor uh, role. And, uh, and it, it carries on from uh, my teaching. I'm just like, I, now I'll go skiing, no problem. I'm not gonna go by myself, but I'll take the kids. Right, you know? I feel you. I like bowling, sure. Um, actually, I've, I've really kind of getting into bowling, but because I've taken the kids bowling a number of times, I have a you know crazy question for you. Shoot. Did you see the viral video with the drone in the bowling alley and the one take? No. It is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Some guy flies can we, can a bowling we get that alley. Up here? Like Rogan style? <laughs> Some guy flies a bowling alley, flies a drone, a drone from outside the bowling alley and does two laps inside. And then the second time, he goes behind the bowling alley where all the machines are and it comes out and it's. It's one take. It's one take. It's legit. Some of these drone pilots now, some of the stuff they're coming out. How with good amazing. they are really with good. the controls without mm -hmm. crashing it. Yep. Super sensitive and very fast. You know, just really, wow. uh, really awesome sport, man. It's so much different. I started out flying drones. Drone like, flying? Yeah. Like, well, you know what made me want to do it? I had this like vision. You have drones? I have many. I've had several. Oh, I mean, I've got you one said right sport. There. It's a sport. Do you know what the drone racing prize was? Speed drone racing in Dubai? No million. Can you tell me? <laughs> you know, I mean, a million in Dubai is kind of like a, like a, like a thousand, thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, gotta, Go yeah. get yourself a pizza. You gotta adjust for like <laughs> geopolitical. Yeah, you know, uh, a pizza. <laughs> you know, it, it's something about like these crazy sports now. Like esports is a huge thing. Yeah. You know, these gamers they're making money. They're on the cover of the magazines. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know, schools are offering these type of degrees, which I don't think is necessarily the best thing for higher education, but kids are there. They want to learn. I mean, they're streaming on Twitch. What we're doing is a little bit different right here, but essentially like the same technology, IP based broadcasting. Yeah. That's what you want to be into. Um, what's Twitch? Twitch is a gaming platform where a lot of teenagers use it to stream Mm -hmm. and you can really stream anything you want on there. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, you know, think of, uh, you know, teenage girl with her headphones on, like in her bedroom playing uh, Fortnite or mm -hmm. uh, Soul Calibur or something like Soul that. Soul Calibur. Do you like Soul Calibur? That's still around? So, oh, yeah. You're looking at one of the top players. Like, Soul right Calibur. <laughs> director. For like the Dreamcast? Well, you know what I was doing for a while? is uh, when we first started experimenting with this streaming technology, we were hosting Soul Calibur tournaments in my apartment in New York City. Soul Calibur is like a one-on-one -on -one fighting game, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, put, you know, played in college, like Street it's Fighter. It's like a badass version of Street Fighter, yeah, right? Yeah, you so, got, they got big, uh, big weapons. You know, things. my friend, my friend Serge, Serge. over there, he, uh, he invited a crew of people to come over, and we were testing this technology with the gamers, and we were like, this looks like better than anybody's stuff that we've seen out. Like, we've got to translate this now. Twitch is still really basic, like, you know, with a green screen and maybe some effects in like a single cam. So I think it's going to evolve and get bigger. And 
you know, gaming's not going away. Talk about Twitch right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch too. There's there's a lot of platforms out there, but they have different. It's a hot market. I bet. Yeah, you know, it's a new market. It's a fresh. It's a fresh mm-hmm. deal. I mean, a lot a lot of those sort of like uh, taking taking the getting into that sort of um, realm or like kind of figuring out as they go. Twitch is almost like a nice version of OnlyFans. Of OnlyFans. OnlyFans is another subscription-based website yeah. where you establish a relationship with somebody. Let's say uh, uh, you like to cook, mm-hmm. and this guy does sushi. For five bucks a month, you can subscribe to his channel, and he'll just kick you out some recipes. Mm. Now, there's also, you know, the girl with the koozie in the hot tub who's probably like 22. She wants you to subscribe, subscribe to her channel, too, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they've got to blow up a you know, hot tub in their little apartment. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. If you look at it on Friday night, you'll see some of the crazy things women do. I mean, they've got women, you know, dressed up as the devil, reading the Bible. Yeah. You know, just just really, I mean, mean, interesting things. Eye candy. Really? Clickbait. That's what it is. It's clickbait. Yeah. It's crazy the world we live in. You know what we call, this is a term that uh, my director got me into. uh, It's called a thirst trap. Talking about search? Yeah. Yeah. So like a thirst trap, do you know what that is? Uh, I got some right here. (laughs) (laughs) So like a thirst trap, for instance, have you seen these girls that fish on the boats? Like fishing with Louisa. They've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Okay. They go on the boat. Okay. They fish. Okay. They wear a very small bikini. Yeah. Every time they put the hook in the water, fish is coming out. You know, and there's, yeah. they've got a drone pilot. They've got a 21-foot cobia. They're set, you know. Yeah. Sunny day. You know, everybody's catching fish. She'll drop a video. Picturesque. And get, she blows me away, man. She'll get 150,000. fish catch. Thirst traps. Thirst traps. But there's traps. many. There's another one. Um, her name's Hannah. She pulls catfish out of the mud down in, like, Georgia. Mm-hmm. She's as cute as buttons. She's like a little southern girl. Uh, she's like, let me show you how accent. I go up. I don't know. What do they call it again? They call it, like, noodling. It's called noodling. Uh-huh. You stick your arm in the mud. The fish bites your arm, and then you literally pull the fish out while it's latched onto your arm through its gills. And like this little girl is probably like a hundred pounds. She's pulling up these fish that looks like she's putting a large dog like on her back. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Her name is Hannah Barron. Oh yeah. So millions of viewers. Cat, catfish can grow to be huge, huge. I would never let some freaking bite on my scary arm like that. stuff. No way. No way. And, they, and they, they have them. They have like the Fu Manchu mustache. Right? Well, some of the ones they're pulling out, man. You're like, how does that thing not take off your hand? Jesus. You know. Yeah. yeah. You ever do any fishing? Not a. Never been a big fisherman. Because you got a place down at the beach. You know, I do a little bit here and there if it's like the right area. You know, I was mm-hmm. in Tampa for a little while and. We had some boats down there and this kind of boating club thing that we were in. It's actually pretty cool. It's Freedom Boat Club. It's in Washington, D.C. too. But, like, you don't really – it's almost like a boat share. Yeah. You just have to, like, preserve it and yeah. go out. You don't have to pay all the maintenance, man. You know, yeah. boats are real money pits. So, um, you know, I'm doing kind of like a little boat action there. And we'd fish every now and then, but not like the real fishing. Mm-hmm. Like, the real fishing, you have to go, like, out to Like sea. deep sea. Yeah. You got to yeah. have a guy who knows what he's doing. The, the like, I can shelf. drive the boats, you know, close to shore. I'm not going 20 miles out. Right. Like, you know, I lose, you know, lose the iPad, Navionics, <laughs> start looking at the sun yeah. for what direction yeah. to go back to, yeah. right? You know, like. And then it gets dark and you start looking at the stars. the time. Really? really? People die on, on boats. boats all the time not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Look at these NFL guys. They go out, they're drinking with their buddies all day, fishing. Oh, nighttime now. Oh, we don't have the lights. <laughs> You know, like we're out of crazy. gas. Yeah, we're out of gas. <laughs> Get on the radio. Oh, it's out of batteries. Oh, great. Check I your phone. Boat nah, twice yeah. a year. We're, we're like, roaming. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. You're about to crash into the rocks and die. Yeah. Not Carter Rocks. Not Carter Rocks. How'd you come up with that name? Actually, it's kind of a play it's, off it's, of the local town Carter Rock. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I was and, doing? And I was thinking to myself. Carter does rock. Right. So, I do rock. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so my friends and I were just joking around, and I was like, you know what's so funny? How the actor Chevy Chase, like, people think that Chevy Chase, like, only idiots think this, yeah. that the town yeah. Chevy Chase named itself after yeah. the actor. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, the that, town of Chevy Chase is like 300 years yeah. old, you know? Which came first. <laughs> right. So, Washington, right. the state, or the, or the guy? So yeah. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what town around here? I'm like, oh, Chris Carter. I'm like, Carter Rock. I'm like, there it is. Yeah. So it's kind of a joke. I'm like, it sort of works. And uh, a friend of mine said to me, he was driving back from like Pennsylvania the other day, going over the river, and he saw the sign. 
you know, when you get into Maryland, Carter Rock, but that's C-A-R-D. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. R-T. So, you know, a little bit different there, but it's still same same play. It's a good, it's it's clever. Thank you. Yeah. But I, my, my initial question a little bit ago was like, behind the camera, dude, you're, you're made to be in front of the camera. <laughs> that means I'm a BS artist. <laughs> well, I don't know what you are. But you got, you got, whatever it is, you got it, man. Well, thanks, man. You're, you're I mean, I've trained the, a lot of people. The mic. I've been around a while. Yeah. You know, I know it's a lot you of work. a lot. When I was reporting in New York City, you know, I'd be outside of the United Nations. I covered the United Nations was my beat. That was my main beat. But I also covered everything in New York City. So, you know, a few years ago, there was a helicopter crash, you know, right there. I, my apartment was right in the East River, right mm -hmm. by the East River, I've got the pilot coming out, you know, mm -hmm. dripping wet. Um, just a different stories, man. you know, terrorist attacks, 9-11 anniversary, uh -huh. um, you know, New Year's Eve in Times Square. And then all the things that are wrong with New York now that are just like out of control. I mean, people are uh, fleeing the city, but some people still want to live there. <laughs> Not Serge. He lives in New York City. You live in the city, huh? Yeah. 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 How is it? Oh, it's fun. It's coming back. He loves it. It's it's home. It's home. It's home. It's home. He's oh, are, you, are you from there? Oh, I'm from Moscow. I just like big cities. Moscow? That's what I do. Like Russia. <laughs> like Russia? Oh Russia. Moskva. Moskva. Russians say Moskva. Moskva. You like big cities. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it's sad what's happened to the, all the major metropolises with, with COVID. It's a, tra a travesty. Well, you I know what's crazy is the the stranded, I call it like a stranded state of journalism right now. There's some really good e international coverage, but all the stuff in the foreign countries that they're not showing us, right? Like, can you imagine in sub-Saharan Africa, like what that's like right now? Or even some of these cities in Europe. I mean, thank goodness we got the vaccines. You got a Donald Trump to thank for that straight up. I don't think anybody thinks that that would have happened if he wasn't just like, you know, pedal to the metal Push people. It through. This isn't Push the old model. This is the new model. Yeah. Yeah. The business sort of model. Right. Getting, Things they, need they, to move they, fast. They get, they're getting it done. Like put some pressure on the bureaucrat sort of model. Yeah. yeah. Well, so many people, you know, these millennials, you know, they could kick our tails with the way they know how to work faster and smarter. The government needs to work like that. And this time it actually did. Literally, America saved the world. I'll say it. America was... The old, any other countries have a vaccine to their names? Yeah, they do. They say they've invented their own or whatnot, but I just I don't trust the integrity of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. trust NIH. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I trust the FDA. Yeah. Shout out Rockville. <laughs> you know, what else we got? I trust Walter Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the land of doctors. You know what I mean? Very much so. I mean, every third guy's a doctor or a federal the agent or a politician. The MD. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one are you? <laughs> by day or by night? How's the teaching going? <laughs> Good, good, good. I, I bet mean, you right, kill it in there, man. I take I, out every single one of your classes. I, uh, I love, I love kids. What know? do you teach? Well, right now I'm just tutoring. Okay, I'm tutoring. Um, well, that's great. Even more focused. Yeah, I had so I taught a moderate for 14 years. Yeah, yeah. And um, this past year, this past spring, I was just like, maybe it's time to shake it up, you know. And uh, it was like just before COVID hit. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, mean, I just like, even before it wasn't even code related. Uh, I was just like, I'm going to try, I'm going to go try to strike out, do something on my own. And I did this thing right here, the Academy. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've been watching this on social media. This yeah, is like a, yeah. like a place where you're mentoring yeah. younger children yeah. to become, you know, a little bit more responsible maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's, uh, it was a it was a fall deal, um, right in the, in the thick of when COVID was wreaking its thing up on schools and things and families. Uh, kids would come to my house and I had it set up as like a learning center, and they would do their online learning. And That's when I think I remember it from the they beginning. Would that, they would do that. Winter. I would I would make sure they're all logged in. Uh, I would give them a, a rich experience a little bit. I like to think. Um, and uh because there's just nothing that would, beats a teacher like on site yeah right. inst instead of being in their parents hair 
Yeah, you and know? that too. Mommy yeah, and daddy I know how to deal with kids. Bills, I know how to deal with, right. you know, so come to, come to me and, you know, I got 14 years of experience doing this stuff. I would have totally sent my kid to you. That would have been <laughs> just a no-brainer. I'd be like, every day, and guess what? They'd still be there. <laughs> I don't have any kids. You're mine, yeah. <laughs> oh, adopt a little Carter Rock. Uh, that, about 50,000 people just shiver went up their spine when he said that. <laughs> it could be you. <laughs> But it's yeah. not. We love kids, though. I yeah. coach children. I've I actually been a substitute teacher. You, you're so good with kids. I, I know the how they act. think. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because parents are like, oh, well, you're never a parent. It's like, I get that. But I also know the things that parents are soft about. You know, like, can you imagine sending your kid to school nowadays without a phone? Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's- I wanted to bring a jammer into the classroom. When, you know, you're, like, when you're a sub, you can buy a jammer for a cell phone for about 400 bucks and take out a signal of about hundred feet around you. You know, what does the jammer do? It just makes it so you can't get a cell phone signal. So it jams these up. little it devils. You want to see them panic? It jams up other. <laughs> it jams everyone's up. everyone's up. everyone's going down. There's no right. There's everybody's. It's like a, a nuclear. It's like a nuke for cell phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah mean, like it all. You a know, radi- like radius, um, a bubble you uh, walk around with. Zap, there's some zap, legal zap, zap, issues zap. with that, but I know movie theaters were doing it when teenagers were really out of control with the phones in the yeah, movies. Yeah, they just say, "All right, well, we don't. We'll just take out all the phones. We'll institute the jam." I mean, you don't think the government has that type of like, this type of machine? Yeah, yeah, shut everything down. It's a great. That's great. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, and and, the, and parents will send. They're they're part of the, they're they're a large part of the problem I think too, because they'll send the kid with, a lot of them will send the kid with the phone, so oh, they yeah. can get so they, they can get want the kid to have just the in case and you he just, has to have somebody's going to change about the, I the, must the be able to get a hold of him at any second, freakish need the need it's the parents the parents are soft I'll have to relax your grip on your right. kid the smartest in order for parents. them to grow. Understand that. Yes. In order for them to mature into a human being of the world, you have to let go. You got to fall down. Gradually and and gradually as you go. You got to learn how to, you know, beware of strangers. Yeah. Right. uh, That can happen through your phone, you know. Yeah. Yet they want it in the hand every second. Serious double-edged sword. Serious double-edged sword. There's a lot of negative swing that comes with this great thing, what's called a, a cell phone or iPhone or whatever. Android. Um, iPhone. <laughs> uh, I don't even modern, want the phone in my brain, so I don't have to type. I just think and it types, and it's there. I mean, <laughs> did you like that? Amazing. Well, did the watch like has been great. I've gotten a watch. Got one of the new like ones, it? man. What's cool about it is the band. Mm-hmm. Is the band so is like stretchy, and you can you can really just kind of wear it anywhere. You can wear it with a suit. You can wear it with your bathing suit, and it always yeah. looks the same. And it's like pretty tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? These things are expensive too. I mean, Pasco's not very creative. Bucks? I'm in. What's that? Pasco's not very creative. Um, I'm, my, in, I'm in there. I, already? Yeah. Jam- jammer. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> uh, my eye watch. <laughs> I have this thing. It's a step counter. So this, how many steps a day are you? I'm 13,000 right now. <sighs> this guy's banging. You I heard mean, that? 13,000 I go. I That's New York City stuff. So. I okay, go. I golfed. I played Great. nine holes. Then I ran three miles. <laughs> <laughs> then I took a shower and then I haven't really been doing much since then. That's, that's enough right there. Uh, but I run around here. with Debbie's kids and stuff in the back. That's why it kind of, I was a little bit late, you know? Now, so, how old are they? They're 11. This is Jack. Um, 11, nine, six, and three. That's a busy woman there. That's a busy woman. But and those kids are in busy shape, woman huh? means Busy man. That's um, right. And so, yeah, we are, we're on our toes. We're running around herding the herding the cattle they are but they're it's so fun i'm i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm supposed to go to tampa tomorrow i'm gonna go to tampa and play golf oh interesting and, uh, okay but my, it my, struck me today um that i i i'd I miss i'd miss hanging out with the kids uh i mean and then i was talking to debbie and she's like you can hang out with the kids anytime you want go to tampa with your friends and all it's like ah, i don't know if I, where I in tampa like it. i don't even really know well, Tampa's, you know, it's kind of funny about Tampa because Tampa's on fire right now, the sports town. I mean, oh my God. 
Brady is like the king of the state. How long is he going to go? Right. He's like the governor of the state. How old is he? 42? 42? 42, yeah. Yeah. He's like the governor of the state. He's like the governor of the state now. And like, you know, Gronkowski is his deputized. Like, he's running the police force. So these two have like owned the state of Florida now. This whole DeSantis thing, you know, this is guys like, that's a, you know, he's like a Fox News guest. The real leader. He looks good. He looks good on the TV. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a sports town. The Lightning are always good. Yeah. The Rays they have won. been doing well. Tampa's really on fire. I mean, like, unlike our, uh, our our town has really had a run recently, but it just faded so fast. Tons of sports. Yeah. And then the Redskins, I mean, oops, I'm sorry, the Washington football skins. Uh, red. I, I'm sorry. They don't, isn't it funny to listen to the announcers cover this on TV? Because they're like, darn it, I said it again. Redskins. You know, like, Redskins, Redskins. Who did this? They feel so bad. Have they taken everything they, away they, from they, us? They said that term, Redskins. You know, I just never have heard a person that's pissed off about Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, it's like all uh, money talks and sponsorships and all that stuff. But you talk to a handful, I think, of, I've heard of Native Americans are like, they enjoy the tribute that the name brings to their people, yeah. their culture. Because when it when it was conceived back in, I don't know, maybe 50s, 50s 60s, um, it, was, it was a tip of the hat to players on the team and the coach who were Native American. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I mean, it, it was like, it was a positive thing. Right. You know? Well, you know what's what's kind of unique about D.C.? You notice how there's always so many Cowboys fans in D.C.? Mm-hmm. So do you know why that is? Because uh, they're trying to run around up all the Indians? There's kind of like a reason for it historically. Because in the 20s, the Redskins were the last team to desegregate in the NFL. Huh. So because Washington, D.C., the inner Whoa, city. So you're saying the Skins were around in the 20s? <laughs> they're, no. the, they're the oldest franchise in the NFL. Redskins? Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. One of the oldest, huh. if not over 100 years. Surge? How old are the Washington Redskins? <laughs> so let me let me tell you this though. So because the inner city of Washington used to be so predominantly African American, they yeah. used to call it Chocolate City, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know you're kind of pissed off. They're not letting people like you play in that league. Yeah. You know. Then who do you like? You like the enemy. Yeah. Of yeah. your enemy. Exactly the right. The Cowboys. Interesting. So that's why you see a lot of African-American guys in D.C. with the Cowboys gears. It's transgenerational. It's passed down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Because yeah. you're going you're gonna to go to like the, the, the closest of kin that's your rival. Yeah. And, you know, it was totally, uh, it was wrong. Okay, 1932 they were. They've 89, been 89 years wrong. Yeah. That's, um, that's old. Yeah, but think about but it. But it makes perfect sense. Right. Makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, not that they not that they didn't desegregate. That doesn't make perfect sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like but, uh, it makes perfect sense that people would feel that way now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, I don't really even remember our country ever being as divided as it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just never felt this way like, you know, I remember It's, it, it's either it's either that it's either that it, it, talking about it's either that it, it is I never experienced or it. it's what the media wants you to think it is. Sure. See, we're about to enter like the art summer reality. Lull. Which one? And they'll the make other. stories up. There's so much fake news out there right now. I mean, uh, you really got to watch it. But at the same time, are we that divided racially? We are not. The real people out of this country are not divided racially. I mean, I know there's a huge contingent of people who would say, right. like, yeah, that's BS. We support yeah. our people. But yeah. it almost feels like, hey, guess what? Like, we all know every race is for themselves now, <laughs> right? I mean, You've got AAPIs, yeah. you know, they're in the forefront, Asian American Pacific yeah, Islanders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter, yeah. you know, what they would say are white nationalists or nationalists and all these different competing like interests, you know, for the time. And it's kind of, it's is kind it of like, Is it like a certain race doesn't want to get left behind so they got to create some group? Well, think about it. Like nobody's gotten like nobody's got it worse than the Redskins. Oh, I just said it. My God, (laughs) hold on. I mean, the the Native Americans of the country. Come on, they were really the most. You know, they They, kind of got the short end of the stick. But yeah, you know, at the same time, uh, we brought medicines, tools, advanced Western civilization, Mm -hmm. did all types of things. You know, the computer, automobile, Mm -hmm. airplane, computer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at some of these older cultures, and you're wondering like. You know, we found the vaccine to one of the most deadliest viruses like very quickly because of modern medicine that we invented. Like, how could we be that bad of a people? Mm-hmm. It was a capitalist society, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's like the whole everything in the in the world in life is as anything beautiful has a a rotten side to it. The double edged sword applies to almost anything in life. I think, like a sports car, you might love driving that nice uh, convertible around, but then you went too fast and got yourself killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So, with all benefit comes you know some drawbacks and stuff with technology you know they have the potential of jamming a bomb into the size of like into your palm of your hand and you can sneak that stuff wherever you want to sneak it uh you can also your iphone has the sum of all human knowledge in the palm of your hand if you want to like you know, it really does pop on safari or google thought about google it like whatever that. it might be that's and pretty it, and it's gonna yeah right it's gonna pop up for you you know it's like it has all it has the sum of human yeah when i say why didn't me and courtney work out I should see yeah, exactly. Waiting. I didn't say. I didn't, dot 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 dot. <laughs> Can't answer that one. Let Chris. me get back to you. <laughs> uh, Have you ever heard her translate? No, I don't want to do it. But that thing translates mad languages. You can say, I, um, "Hey Siri, in Arabic, tell me how to go get the book." And I love you so much this morning. And the eggs you made me were great for breakfast. And she'll Siri's say trying it. to do it. She'll say it like they say it. Huh? Yeah. Okay, here. On the TV? Was on the TV? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was a second ago. We just asked her. See, she's everywhere. Hey, Siri. In Arabic, how do you say, I'm so obliged to be on this show today with you. You're a great host. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Could you please repeat what you said? Uh, we'll, we'll mess with you later. Hey, Siri. We still love you, baby. In Arabic. Can you say that now they got two going against each other. It's about to be a fight. <laughs> it's about to be a fight. In Arabic, players. No. One play. word. Play. No, no. I think she just translated play. She. <laughs> Siri. It's like, it's like, it's, you it's know, in she. English. Fight. Except I think there's sounds a little bit like fight, fight. <laughs> it's a little bit more serious. <laughs> oh my god! Do well, you, you know you're required in the Middle East to have an AK-47 in your house. Like most countries, they require you to have that for like protection, and also to join your new. Is local that militia. is that is that viewed as being uh, too? dated or old school like i mean that's the code of the west is like i mean it's the right to bear arms if everyone has a a gun they learn how to use it and you know they don't you don't get in gunfights very often right well a lot of people realize one of the things that's so wrong about mexico is that guns are illegal in mexico so the only people that have guns are the cartel guys and the cops who are like the cartel guys cousins so (laughs) the people of the town can never secure their villages because if you get caught with a gun yeah it's like a really big deal. Yeah. Gun possession charge in New York City is also a very big deal. Yeah. You know, illegal yeah. possession of a weapon. Any type of time that this is involved, bad news. What about England? England, they don't have, I mean, they, the police, the bobbies don't have guns, correct? I think they do have people that have guns, like on their units where they're working, but like it's not an active thing. It's where a sidearm. Yeah, like our cops kind of front mm, that they have mm, guns. Like brandish. I don't think they're so, yeah. You can't just whip out a gun if you had one. I mean, that's called brandishing a weapon. That's yeah. a charge. Yeah. Some places that's even like, that's assault. Like you showed me, a, you know, the there was piece. a rapper who uh, got in trouble with that once. It was like, uh, you know, 50 Cent or something. Showed some guy's gun like at the basketball game one day. He was pissed at him. He wanted to start a that. fight with him. I remember that. And they were like, you can't just you be whipping out your gun. They, they pull their, like, sh- the, their shirt up and you see it right there in their waist. <laughs> Well, you know, that reminds me of maybe like Yo uh, MTV Raps or something like that. Like I used to do videos for these guys like DMX and mm-hmm. the Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, that was a crazy crew. You used to do their music videos. We would shoot their videos, you know, like uh, these rappers like Little Kim, Cassidy. And, uh, you know, these guys, they like to ride motorcycles and have a good time. They're, mm-hmm. they're really, uh, they're That's really you crazy. You're in, the, you're in the fun business. You're in the fun <laughs> right. industry. Exactly. Yes. Some of them do have weapons, but, you know, they don't really like like to pull those out and have to uh, take a revenge on somebody. You know, why would you destroy your life like that? You know, these guys, they want to make money, you it's, know, uh, they want to sell uh, iTunes, you know, yeah. Money just flies through the air. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. Just, In the videos. I just press click. Ah, 13,000 already, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Uh huh. Right. It's if you're amazing. a big star, mm-hmm. you know, 
Billy Garish right here, you know? That's what I'm talking about. Look at this graphic. <laughs> so sweet. I love it. I love the graphic. I'm I really, just love it. You know, I, I love that too. You know, it's just a little app on the phone, it cartoonizes it, and I like it kind of cropped it a little bit. I got my blue water bottle. There you go. Is that taking down uh the shore? That's no, that's my studio in my house. Oh, okay. I'd love yeah. to check that out sometime. Yeah, please do. I'm building these now for a lot of different people and different versions in their houses and things like I need that. You. I need you to come and by. I'd love to come check by and out. check it out. Yeah, um, let me know how to do it. There's a lot of simple things you can do with live streaming, like that'll really help people. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what we're, we're sort of focused on, like designing these studios, but also creating this content for people who are selling real estate or maybe they're into fashion and makeup or food, whatever, you know, it's just about getting something that is, really tight it's polished yeah you know one thing that people always underestimate with this podcasting or streaming whatever it is the viewer will always tolerate bad video before they tolerate bad audio interesting right like yeah. if you think about the things that you watch yeah 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 and you notice how these mics sound so deep and rich and good because yeah. these are really high quality mics right not the biggest fan i like my mic pinned on me because right. i move away from it a lot yeah. you yeah. know but um yeah you know just simple things like that, you know, having a nice SM7B, sure, with a cloud lifter will boost your voice, you know? Yeah, pillars of community, you know? Dude, this is kind of ironic or whatever the word is. This is episode 30. This is the 30th, 30th. episode, bro. That so is we awesome, are, man. And, and the fact that we have the visual, you know, and, and in I the studio with like this, this amped up audio. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think I think I'm, I'm. This is going to be my spot. This is where Shoot. this is going to be. HD Let's HQ. do it. Let's do it, man. You know, Larry King didn't have much more than this. He had a table uh, and a microphone. Yeah. And you know, and some suspenders and some, some snappy suspenders. suspenders and about eight wives, seven wives, maybe. Unbelievable. What a guy. <laughs> somebody said the other day. Somebody said like they saw a headline on TMZ. You know, I'm on these like Facebook pages like. Mm -hmm you know, CNN alumni, or I used to work at MTV when it was mm -hmm. cool is actually mm -hmm. a good mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. one on, on Larry King said something like $150 million divorce up in the air, Larry King. And somebody wrote on the CNN Facebook page, like who in the hell would have thought Larry had $150 million left? <laughs> After all these, why? I guess smokes. he did, but you know, it's kind of like when you listen to the radio now with Rush Limbaugh, they're still playing him on the radio now. And they're still playing Larry King from noon to three. They yeah. still play. I mean, I don't know about every day, but they'll, they'll slip in at one of his better shows. It's just absolutely phenomenal. How when you have a star power like that, it just translate and your reach is just so wide. Mm -hmm. You know, Rush had the biggest contract in radio. Mm -hmm. Did you know that in the uh, history of radio? I mean, he, he basically invented talk radio. Mm hmm. From nothing. Okay, so let me get your opinion. He started, uh, they compared him when he passed, they compared him to other like sort of like a Tom Brady or a Michael Jordan or it's like you know, the best of any sort of sport or industry. Like he created the industry. Yeah. The yeah talk yeah. radio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then he's the best at it. Right. And so that's well, next level. The last contract that Rush signed, which was about a decade before his death, what do you think he signed for? How much money? Uh, a, a year, one year. 10 years. 10-year contract. They want him for, like, long-term. 10-year yeah. deal. 10-year deal, Rush Limbaugh. How it's going to be north of north of $100 million, correct? Even Howard was $100 million. Come on. Howard Stern? Yeah. Yeah. When he signed with Sirius, like, 10 years ago. You know you know what Rush Limbaugh's contract was? Mm, tell me. It was $500 million. Holy smokes. Yeah. $500 million for 10 years. And he years fulfilled it. Puts you at $50 million a year. He fulfilled the contract, right? He fulfilled it, meaning? Meaning he worked those 10 years and they signed him again. He's a billionaire. Rush died a billionaire. Easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always imagined him doing his show on like a yacht in Palm Beach, like somewhere where you couldn't get to him. Mm -hmm. It was like a super villain, you know, mm -hmm. like on the water. <laughs> what was that movie we were watching last night? Um, The Marvel movie. Uh -huh. And there's like a water space jail that comes up out of the water. You know, I've yeah, been watching yeah, a little yeah. bit about these I've been movies, in the right? MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe. There it is. Yeah. And you told me you're going through the series right now. I've been watching going, some of these lately. Um, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What's up with that one? That's that's uh, Captain America. Is that right? Yeah. No. Captain America series, I think. I think it is. But um, I am... Yeah, I've been getting through the Marvel. I, I've just, I wanted to go from the first 
uh, produced Marvel, which was, I believe, Iron Man. And I'm on phase two right now. Um, I'm in th- the second the second take on Thor, the second installation of Thor, uh, Dark World. The but guy I, they pick for that is awesome. Uh, he looks yeah, exactly Hemsworth. like him. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they're they're so they're so good. They're, I mean, Tony Stark or, or Robert Downey Jr. is phenomenal playing Iron. He's Man. just you, he redefined that. Then no one could ever really do that. It's almost like me with Christopher Reeves and Superman. When I was a kid, I was like, "That's Superman!" Like. It's, you know? the, uh, it's the icon that could, would never be like, you know, it's forever etched. Right. You know, they have come out with broken. Superman a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, the kid they've got, he's really handsome, mm-hmm. he's muscular, mm-hmm. flies around, but it's just not like, uh, Christopher Reeve. you know, Superman pulling Lois Lane out of the helicopter, like in New York, <laughs> you know, she's hanging by the CV. Yeah. 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 But I took a break from that, the universe to get in with the Oscars. This is Oscar week. So tell me, this is the Oscar 93rd week. Oscars coming up. Yes. So tell me, what movies do you think have got it? I... So I'm walking my way through the best picture nods, right? Yeah, we're, there's like we're seven or eight. There's, I think there's eight. Okay. So you're correct. I've done uh, Promising Young Woman. I, I watch and I write. Uh, so, I, so I watched I watched that. I wrote a little, I don't, I don't like to call it a review. It's more like the way that it hits me or has maybe kind of inspired me, opened my eyes. I think every movie or every work of art um, can speak to everybody. So how the movie speaks to me, basically, you know, promising a woman. Very, very good. Um, Sound of metal. That's the that's drummer. The drummer. That goes deaf. Yes. See that it. looked See like, it. it looks like a Ryan Gosling. Sir, have you seen it? Guy. Yeah, I have it. Really excited. Sound of metal is on, it's Amazon prime free. Okay, you got yeah. Amazon. Yeah. I'll it's it out. legit. Good. Uh, power, really good acting. Like so, all these movies are really good acting, but it's powerful. Is it's this powerful. The- there's not much the dialogue, first. and it just, it, but it speaks. Is this the first <laughs> time that an Amazon picture is up for the it's a, Oscar? It's a great question. For picture it's of the year. It's a great year. question. Because Amazon, one, that, if one, they win that, that legitimizes one, them in the Hollywood you know, uh, community. A pantheon. You know I mean, right. Um, there's one Amazon. There's two Netflix. There's one Hulu. Who would have thought? You know. Back in the day? Half of the, half of the best picture nominees are from streaming services. Production. Jeez. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> turning over in his jail cell right oh, now. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, right. Freaking well out. said. I mean, who would have thought that you could ever do, you know, a major picture like that and have it not be in Hollywood is like psycho. I mean, if, if it's unfortunate. I mean, it's a sign of the times. I love going to the movie theater. I love the smell of the popcorn. I love... The the atmosphere, like the ticket, you go downstairs. So a lot of times it's dark and like it's really cold on a hot summer day and all this sort of stuff. The nostalgia, um, but it's also really easy just to to grab your remote and punch on whatever movie you want. Unbelievable! Now from theater right to your couch, you know. I mean, the you know the level of. Uh, what people are watching now in their house. I mean, you're watching it on like 80 inch. Yeah, yeah, that's a such a good point. Freaking that wall system. Yeah, yeah. Living room is, sounds like it's going to fall down. Like TV. Right. Wonder Woman's here. <laughs> they call the know? police because you got noise ordinance. Yeah. You know? I remember when it was like, oh, we got hooked up. We got a sound bar. Like, what's up? <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Listen to this space. sound bar. I got a <laughs> subwoofer behind the couch in the wall. <laughs> How much does that cost and how long that takes? <laughs> but yeah, it makes the it goes, it was like, you know, it's like a thousand. Uh, right, right, right. See the systems home, now. Home theater. Yeah. Home theater. <laughs> Forget that, man. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. And that was HBO Max production, but they re- withdrew it from like their streaming. So you had to pay $20 for that. So you I guess pay, this you is pay a Amazon biblical 20, theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's sixties, late sixties. Jagger Hoover. Okay, so it takes Fred place in the sixties. Hamilton, okay, right. I think his name was, was the leader of the Black Panthers. Interesting. And See, now so the, the the police, <laughs> where they weren't great, uh, they were pretty brutal to black people. And black people were like, you know what? We got to maybe fight fire with fire and be brutal back. Right. Um. So they, everyone, Hence ar- the every- Black Panthers. Everyone, everyone yeah. armed. Everyone armed up. You know, right. and there were there were shootouts and stuff like that. There's blood in the streets and stuff. And it was, uh, I would imagine, a very very hard time on the heels of like 
Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King both being assassinated. This is the civil rights late sixties. Yeah, late sixties. You know, um, and so Judas and the Black Panther. Judas um, well, is a true. It's a true story. This, um, I forget the guy's name, uh, but uh, it was a, a guy got picked up. A black guy got picked up for um, a crime. Gets taken into the the station. The guy's like, "Hey, you can go to jail." Five years for this, three years for this, or you can walk away right now and you're gonna be our mole. You're gonna be our informant. So he's like, I'll take that deal. Forever. So this this black dude, black guy went in yeah. with the, the Black Panthers and, you know, he's the Judas. Ah. The betrayer of the Black Messiah. Ah. Uh, okay, which leads yep. to the police coming to the to the house and like the raid and, and the Black Messiah. His name's Fred Hudson or Hamilton. I keep messing it up, going back and forth. Now, just um, so for the people who might not be religious when you're out there, Judas is a term for a traitor. That's correct. It goes back to when Judas was a really he was one of the apostles. part of the disciples. He was one of the 12 yeah. apostles. Yeah. Judas he was in Iscariot. the band. He was, he in, was the in the band. band. Yeah. Right. And uh, he sold out the lead singer, man. Yep. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny that like J. Edgar Hoover was the first director of the FBI, right? And he said have real tape of him saying that he did some controversial stuff, but like we have to watch out because there's the rise and we got to watch out for the black Messiah. That was his line that he said to his people of the FBI. So we have to watch out for this um, revolutionary sort of group of African-Americans that are given a lot of pushback, probably rightfully so. I bet a lot of people said about Black Lives Matter today. Well, I know they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there who are so active in these social movements. It's like define them. You know what I mean? And, you know, I have a little bit of a conflicting feeling about it because, you know, I say like all lives matter, but then black lives do matter too. You know, so do Asian lives, mm -hmm. so do Spanish and Latino mm -hmm. lives. That's why I was saying earlier, it feels like almost every race for themselves now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's every, like everything. Oh, it's, How about everything matters right especially matters. especially that's lives. exactly it <laughs> what do you feel about the verdict that just came in siobhan how do you feel yeah. about the verdict with siobhan i was about to see that in, right um i think that he was probably in the wrong to sit on the guy for that long and the police officers that were also there with him They're are, 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 are culpable yeah like how come one of those three people can't be like this is off this is wrong. Did the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy's, the guy has some strikes against him. I think, you know, he had some like sort of like violations in the, in uh, the police department. He seemed like a bad apple. Real you know? leadership is about, a, a, you know, being able to exert control when needed. And that's mm -hmm. what he didn't do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they really did a good job with the trial trying to muddy the waters, but the video just sealed him, you mm -hmm. know? You well, I didn't watch any of the trial. Just, what, what, what was the, what were the, the, his defense? Well, actually, you had that the, he was uh, on some, some drugs that might have caused his death. Not you had the ex medical examiner. Jeez, I can't even. I'm glad I'm not live on the air. You had the ex <laughs> medical examiner from Maryland testify that he believed he died from a heart condition exacerbated by being on drugs and then the stressful situation of someone jumping on your neck, you know, at the same time, they can't really prove that because when you die of any type of heart related issue, it's almost like trying to diagnose a car engine when it's off to really diagnose somebody's heart issues. You need to listen to their heart, but also they've taken the toxicology. They know he was on drugs, but still it didn't justify the behavior. Mm -hmm. Somebody in that unit should have jerked him right off of that guy mm -hmm. and said, yo, this is not just for you. This is for all of us. Because now look at what all of them are going to have to go through. They're yeah. looking at charges. A lot of them. He's looking at possibly 40 years. Siobhan. His life is over. Yeah. 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 He is that guy. Now, all you people out there, think about that when you're in that major, you know, the <clears throat> point of making a decision that could change your life. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, you're talking about from a police perspective? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, like right now, if I was a cop, you'd literally have to shoot me for me to pull my gun on you. <laughs> I'm taking the bullet. It's too risky. It's very, very it's the hardest, hardest job going. The risk of me getting killed, right, by you because I make a mistake right. <laughs> versus right. you killing me with my best and all my other yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'll take that. 
Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of cops out there. If you're, especially if you've been on the forces for a long time, like you're close to retirement, I'll, you're going to have to cut my hand off before I yeah. pull my gun. Yeah. It's not, it's very, very hard. Uh, not, 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 I, I totally think so. I totally think so. They need to pay them more. They need now, to screen them harder. They say, I mean, I actually, I was listening to Joe Rogan and he's like, they got to, they're training, you know, the training is, they need to have more training. Yeah. They need, they're like, the guys should be like, he's I meaning Rogan's a big MMA martial arts guy. He's like, they, everyone should move up to a, a, a purple belt, a quote, like a pass to be a purple belt. So you know how to disarm these people, how to deal with them without using um, all this force, you know, without pulling the gun, perhaps. Um, and so it starts, <clears throat> and it was screening and just making sure. I mean, it's the that's the hard, that's the tough answer right there. That's money, that's time. Um, but I think that's it. Seems to me, seems to me to be the route to go to um, to get us pointing in the right direction. With the I, force. I thought this was all going to come down to cops just losing their guns in general and having to, you know, subvert to some type of non-lethal protection. Like, have you seen those burner like a taser pellets? or something? Well, like a burner pellet. It shoots these pepper balls with CO2, but it's really accurate from far away. Interesting. So, like, you can, you can kind of, like, incapacitate somebody to either cuff them or get away. You know, oh. if you're in Montgomery Mall, yeah. guys coming at you with the, you know, shopping bag. Yeah you know yeah. you don't kill them yeah you know what i mean it just yeah. gives you enough time to get away because tasers are sketchy mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can mm-hmm. shoot yourself with them it's mm-hmm. a thing it just comes the out wire comes out of it yeah it's like yeah. a lot i don't even know have you ever been tased? no no <laughs> <laughs> you got one <laughs> you want to really get the viewers up right I now actually we just went <laughs> <laughs> tell you right over here today yeah right we got you one yeah, but it's, we're living in crazy times. You know, I've never been a gun guy. I don't own any guns. I don't yeah. want any guns. I don't want people with guns around me unless we're like on a hunting trip or something, yeah. Yeah. you know? And then still then, please watch me with this gun. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. I, I hold it up with the safety on, but yeah. I don't know, something might happen. <laughs> you know, very scary, yeah. right? Yeah. So who knows, you know? Where it's, can you hunt around here? This is the Washington suburbs, man. You know, all right. Um. Yeah, it's... uh. But um, you got any bears down there in Chevy Chase, man? Landon, what are you gonna Landon, do? You, Landon, you gonna get a forty-four Magnum bears. for a raccoon in your trash can? <laughs> but still, you got the right. You got a right. You got a right. You know, you got a right. Yeah. You know, those raccoons down in Chevy Chase get pretty big, man. I used to have to take my trash in all the time. They know what houses. All they that hit. food, they all know. that trash. Hey, they get Balducci's. Let's go down the there. hog. Right. They right. had a crab feast yesterday. Let's go over there. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Speaking Let's, of that, go ahead. I'm going to test your Maryland skills right now. Please. Your Maryland knowledge. Me and my friend have been uh, talking about this. Yes, you know the average price of a bushel of crabs right now? What do you think it is? Bushel of crabs. Bushel. That's a five lot. Five dozen. Is that right? It's a five dozen. I have no idea exactly how Somewhere many dozen that is. Um, I just know the bushel is like the standard. Hundred doll hair. So you think it's a hundred? So we walked into Bethesda Crab House the other day. See the guy. I said to my friend, you know, he doesn't know anything about crabs. I go. Crabs is like the Bitcoin of food. <laughs> you never really know how much it's going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I walk into the guy Currency. and I go, how much is a bushel? He goes, 400. Holy smokes. <laughs> Holy smokes. I go, wait, I mean, listen, dude, I didn't pull up in the Tesla or anything, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, take it easy. And we came up on foot. And it's only going up, buddy. I said, dude, if I saw you roll up hmm, the Tesla, maybe 600. <laughs> um, it's crab season. We're getting right back into it, man. Yeah. So exciting! There's the wind, the the weather's turned, and summer's straight ahead. Um, so I just want to thank you, Mr. Carter. Well, thanks for, for open, having opening, me on the show. Up I really the, appreciate up the it. Studio, yeah, um, this is great. I hope you'll uh, you know look at the playback and understand how handsome you still are after all these years, <laughs> you old man. <laughs> back at you. Anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a pleasure. We'll do it again. Get you over to my studio. Awesome, but. I love uh, it. You're awesome. Chris Carter, Carter Rock. Check him out, Carter Rocks. That's right. I've got um, my big audience on Parlor at mm-hmm. Carter CH75. But just Google Carter Rocks. You'll see my knucklehead all over the internet. Great. You got it. Yeah. You heard it here. Um, thank you, guys. Pillars of the community. Billy Gersh.